0: players different strokes but
1: well, let me tell you about one thing I know. Everybody's see the
2: now the WPTF weekend gardener with Mike Ann and Rufus it's 9:10 WPTF time 919-860-9783. 9, 9, you're listening to the Weekend Gardener and Linda is with us in Wake Forest. Linda, good morning, you're on WPTF. We're at Logan's this morning.
1: Good morning. Yes. I have a question about the Bayer 2-in-1 systemic rose and flower care product. I guess it's called BioAdvance now. We've been using this for the last couple of years for, to help with the issue of lace bugs on azaleas and pieris, and then somebody brought up the fact that you shouldn't use this product because it also kills bees, and so now I'm all concerned about that. But um, I know you know our azaleas only bloom one time, and the pieris are blooming now and and will soon be done. Is it okay to use this product since they won't have any blooms after that? And the next part of that is it says, I went online and read, and it would be one person, no, it doesn't, two, yes, then no, then yes, 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 no, no, and so I'm confused about it. But the other is it says it takes four to six weeks for the plant to absorb it. So if we fed now when, like the Pieris are in bloom, it's going to take a while for it to to take
2: effect, would that be okay? It's a good question. Uh, is this a, a spray or is it a drench?
1: The it's the granules.
3: Yeah. Are you using the two-in-one or the three-in-one? Two-in-one.
1: Uh,
3: and is that the one? Because the I thought that it was the three-in-one that had added the uh, insecticide insecticide to One it. has fertilizer and uh, this is a fungicide, fungicide. A fertilizer and insecticide and I thought it was the three in one that added the systemic insecticide and I thought the two in one was the fertilizer and fungicide but I may have that incorrect. Uh, I have it, been using it, it for years. It doesn't say
1: anything about fungicide on it Gerald. It just protects okay. insects. And, okay you
3: know. so it must be the three in one that adds the fungicide. Right. I, right. I have been right. using it with for years uh and i used it uh at the governor's mansion and there were some beehives a hundred feet from the rose garden we never had any issue okay okay uh so i i I think part of it is it's supposed to work if you talk to the bear people that is supposed to suck it up into the system into the leaves so when that japanese beetle comes and takes a plug out of your leaf there's the insecticide in it to kill that beetle. Right. Uh, I think there's some debate. uh, Well, no, no, I don't think. I know there's a whole lot of debate about whether (laughs) or not it's in the pollen or not. I personally have not seen an issue with it and have found it to be one of the better products to use simply because it's a granular form and because you're doing multiple things at one time.
2: Well, I know the Bayer uh, bear, the plant over is in, in Clayton yep. has done right. a lot of research. I mean, they have somebody who specializes in just dealing with, uh, to make sure that it's bee friendly or is, right. as bee friendly as possible. So I know, well, I know they've done a, a lot nice, of research there. Well, know, I've, I've I used, I used would... it for, I've used it for
4: years on roses and had right. very, right. very good results and still have bees around. And don't, well, use, I don't use. I don't use any other it kind was, of spray. When when I use the the Bayer three-in-one on the roses, I don't use any anything else on them.
1: Right. Well, that's what I thought. If it's for roses that repeat bloom, why in the world would they make something um, that's going to, you know, bloom repeatedly and it hurts the bees and stuff. Right. But Josh.
2: Uh, Josh say. Logan just uh, he's he's a busy man, but he just uh, stopped by again. Josh. Uh, uh, Linda in Wake Forest is asking about um, the bear products, uh, two-in-one, three-in-one. I guess it's three-in-one that has the pesticides.
3: 2 in one's what she's two saying. Two-in-one, two yeah, okay. Three-in-one adds to fungicide. Right, the two-in-one. Uh, the two-in-one or
2: three-in-one, I guess. Uh, they both have it in there in a granular form, and she's worried about the bees, and she's she wants to make uh, – you're using it on a, on a pieris and other things. Is that right, uh, Linda?
1: Azaleas, primarily azaleas. lace bugs. I, uh, and I've what, done it for a few years, and it you know it's been fine. But now all of a sudden, someone's brought it up, and this is at our church. Right. And, right, and, and Josh is right. a
2: uh, has a horticulture degree in, in addition to everything else uh, from NC State. And Josh, how how, how do um, you feel about it?
5: Well, I would say that the uh, the granular item, if applied correctly and uh, just within the drip line of the plant, is probably one of your best options. Um, because uh, the sprays are sometimes difficult you can get drift and that right. that could right. affect uh, a larger area than you intend to uh, the thing I would say is that um, a lot of th- there are quite a few bees that, that live in the ground so if you're particularly concerned about it, just check the area first we're hoping that there's not a beehive underneath <laughs> your plants because that would present a different problem um, <laughs> but uh, a, anytime you're, you're Applying pesticides, and you want to be uh, careful about the pollinators. the best time to do that would be uh, you know after dusk because um, most of the pollinators are only active during during the daylight hours, um, so that's a way to avoid direct contact with them, and most of the pollinators are not going to be on the ground. Um, Around the plants, they're they're more likely to right. be in the air and on the foliage. So that's why I'm, I'm thinking that the granular is a good option, because with your roses, uh, if if you want to enjoy roses, you're going to have to treat them. Uh, yes. That's just that's the nature of the beast. So uh, unless you're wanting to choose the the absolute safety of the pollinators over having roses, then I'd say your your current course of action is probably the best one. So I, I think. Okay. I'm okay. glad you're you're plugged into folks who are conscious of that. Absolutely. But I don't think that your uh, your current course of treatment is necessarily a very threatening one. Follow the directions on the package. Uh, right.
1: To, well, this is a thalia, so they only bloom one time. So I, um, you know Well, you I, need uh, to buy
2: I, some come to Logans and buy some that bloom more than once. I've got uh, Encore azaleas that that bloom for months and months in the fall and and bloom in the spring and different times.
5: I'm I'm sorry, I did I misunderstood. So it's azaleas. Yeah. That you're
2: azaleas and pieris. I think you mentioned. And that. are you and having a disease bug. problem?
5: Are you lace having bug. a disease? Oh, safe. okay. Yes. Lace. Yeah, bug. you definitely have to to treat yes. that. I mean, lace bug is. It takes a long time for lace bug to to kill an azalea, but they they really rob oh. the joy out of them. <laughs> Um, Well, and and, it's
1: in a prayer garden at our church, and so to walk by and see the leaves, the way they look when lace bugs hurt me, it just uh, drives me nuts. You start
2: wanting to pray for the plants (laughs) instead of uh, what you came there for.
5: There you go. Azaleas are not a plant around which the the bees are very active, except for perhaps while they're in in full bloom. So I I think you are are safe working around those, especially right now. Thank you for being conscious about our, our friend, the bee.
1: Well, and, you know, uh, other people see, and somebody brought this up, so I wanted to make sure I addressed it and I could answer them when they see us out there doing it on Tuesday since it's going to rain on Wednesday.
2: Yes, ma'am. Well, y'all shouldn't argue at church anyway. (laughs)
1: That's the (laughs) truth.
2: (laughs) Good luck with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for your answer. I appreciate that. Hey,
2: thank you, Linda, very much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right, 919-860-9783. Judy is in in Apex. Hey, Judy.
6: Hello, how are
2: you? Oh, we're okay. How about you?
6: Great, great. Time to get out and work in the yard, isn't it?
2: I think so, yeah. It's going to be warming up, and uh, tomorrow is going to be extraordinary if you like warm weather. Yep.
6: Listen, I was calling in about the raspberries. We grow raspberries, and my husband... Uh, prunes ours twice a year. You cut out the old canes, and then they flower and produce on the new canes. Or if you the the berries in the fall are not quite as prolific as in the spring, um, you can simply cut them off to the ground and then let them come back. So, um, And that should work for... We have the red raspberries and the black raspberries, and we have had the yellow raspberries in the past. We don't have those now, but you cut out the old canes, and it fruits on the new canes. You can use that twice a year, or you can just cut them back after they produce um, and let them grow and flower and produce the next year.
2: Well, you know, I don't know what it is about this morning, getting all of these these questions about
5: raspberries. But uh,
2: do y'all sell it? Do y'all have raspberry plants to, to sell? We do. Are we you have a great request for that.
5: We have a great uh, variety of. Fruit producing bushes and raspberries, blackberries, blueberries are among the most popular. Um, I missed part of the caller's question.
2: Yeah, she, she, she uh, Gerald, did you get? To, Gerald's looking up something for you, I think. And
3: um, no, she was just saying about the pruning. Her husband that they grow raspberries and keeping them cut back. Yeah, and I, th- I think uh, the other. I have seen people go in and whack the whole thing back to the ground before, and. And start, still, kind of get, start back over from there.
2: Yeah, is this normally a good time to do that, or, or should that have been done right after the uh, they finished the crop?
5: I, I don't think there's a particular concern about having uh, pruned now. Um, I'm a, I'm a particular believer in with the berries, just kind of letting them, the raspberries especially, just letting them do their thing. Yeah, um, but. I don't think that if if uh, someone wanted to prune them or or had accidentally pruned them, now I don't believe that's going to be an issue.
2: Okay. Uh, Gerald, are you uh, thinking about adding
3: raspberries to your your seed
2: regimen?
5: No, no,
3: I got I got more than I can figure out how to do now. I don't need to pile on anymore. Okay. Well, the the only thing I I, I think I'm correct here is there is some thought that if you thin out the canes that your fruit shi- fruit size should be a little bigger on them. I do believe that is that is correct. But, who, I mean, I, you know, I'm like most people, just give me more fruit. I'm not going to be so picky on the size of right. It.
2: But, you know, I think that's true of uh, pruning seems to be important for right. a lot of types right. of fruit, <clears throat> especially the trees. But Rufus, you ever right, grown no, any we, raspberries? Oh,
4: or? yes. We grew them when I grew well, up. Well, I
2: mean, it, it, but you haven't grown any around here. No,
4: I haven't. But Judy seems to be satisfied with what she does, so let's go with Judy.
2: Judy, we want you to be satisfied with with whatever you're doing. We want you to be happy. And I think we uh, we lost her. She just uh, we, we she ran got, her off. She got so either that, or she just got so carried away.
3: Uh, so, so I think that from I, I I slightly misspoke earlier. The the fruit will produce on the new growth at the end of summer, and the next year they will produce on the second year growth at the beginning of summer. That's how you end up with the two different crops. And and as they age, those older canes do less and less and less. Yeah. So after that second year, at the end of the second summer, you would be taking those old canes out. Yeah. All right. 919-860-9783.
2: 919-860-9783. Josh, I know there are a lot of things going on here. There's some early bird specials, too, as we approach 9 o'clock.
5: Yeah, so uh, today is our, our spring kickoff sale. We'd love for everyone to come down and take advantage of our our specials that are running throughout the day. But we're, we have some particular ones that are early bird specials. Um, buy one, get one half price on our huge selection of outdoor glaze pottery. We have thousands of different pots to choose from, different styles, different colors, different textures, and uh, as we've mentioned uh, in the broadcast, container gardening is a great way to uh, continue to enjoy your garden if you are uh, are running out of spaces in your landscape. So buy one, get one half price on all of our beautiful outdoor glazed pottery, but also uh, particularly uh relevant during this time of the year. Buy one, get one half price on trees and shrubs. That's mix and match. So if you're looking to plant some raspberries or uh other fruit producing trees or bushes, today's a great day. Buy one, get one half price. Uh, that
4: includes camellias, that includes, that includes all
5: includes camellias, that includes your your tea olives that you recommended earlier. That includes the ligustrum that we recommended earlier. So all trees and shrubs from now until noon. Buy one, get one half price, come down to Logan's. We're right here in downtown Raleigh, just off of Capitol Boulevard and Peace Street uh, in the uh, Seaboard uh, Shopping District. And uh, we also, for the folks who enjoy their garden and the wildlife, um, we're running some specials on bird seed as well. Uh, 40% off on the 20-pound bag of black oil sunflower seed. That's kind of the the basic uh, sunflower seed that all the birds eat. Again, that's 40% off on the 20-pound bag, and um, we hope to see you. We, we've we got a lot of other sales, too many to mention on the air, um, but we will be here broadcasting until 11, and uh, we'll, we'll be here to serve your gardening needs until 6 p.m. today. Now, you've got to
2: mention the pink pig since we've uh, got one sitting on the table here. Uh, you have a lot of water containers, and this is one of them.
5: Yeah, I heard you guys mentioning the pig earlier. So we have a watering can that's in the shape of a, a pig, and it's pink. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of a fun novelty. Um, we have some
3: fish. Anne's taken a liking uh, to it. She
2: sure it. has. Uh,
5: <laughs> uh, Babs is his name. Um, that's written right there on the side. But, <clears throat> Logans, if you've, not, if you've not visited us, uh, we've got a three-acre uh, garden center that we like to call your one-stop garden shop, and we have just about everything – that you could need for your home or garden, um, whether it's functional or uh, something more whimsical and decorative, uh, of course, and all of the living things that you want to plant in your yard. So come see us, Logan Trading Company in downtown Raleigh. you got a Raleigh. restaurant.
2: You talk about one stop, and you've got a train set. We do. That runs uh, <laughs> back and forth.
5: We do. So the Seaboard Cafe uh, is right here within our store, serving a fantastic made-from-scratch uh, lunch um, and uh, we're in the old uh, seaboard train station right here uh, in downtown Raleigh
2: Yeah all right more of the weekend gardener coming up here on WPTF 919 860 WPTF We'll be back it's 926. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF with the Weekend Gardener, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. And we're at Logan Trading Company in Raleigh, seaboard uh, station area. Yeah, old train station here if you've never been. Uh, We're right beside... uh, William Peace University, uh, well, actually, there is a, a a big structure that's being built. They have been uh, renovating this area for a while, and so there, there's a, there's some interesting things in between, uh, some things that are still here that uh, you may be familiar with, but uh, a lot of new things coming. So uh, come join us. Uh, we would like a lot of specials that I'm sure that Josh, when he comes back, will be talking more about. Let's head out to the State Farmers Market and uh, talk to Billy Howell. Billy, how you doing, buddy? Good morning. How's everything?
7: Oh, it's going good. Another beautiful day at the market. Yeah, it certainly is.
2: Uh, so what uh, what's being sold out under the farmer's shed this morning?
7: Well, we got a, quite a few uh, vendors out here this morning, farmers selling the apples and strawberries
2: Those are the tunnel grown strawberries from uh, New Hanover County, Brunswick County. Yeah. And they are um, delicious. They are good. I had some last week. They are very good. I did too. It's amazing how good the tunnel grown strawberries are. Yeah. So uh, anything new out there that.
7: um... Well, we got a lot of broccoli and cauliflower in this. Uh, Brussels sprouts. Of course, we've got cabbage and carrots and collards and some cucumbers and onions. Uh, sweet potato still. got white potatoes. Uh, I had little small white potatoes under the there this morning. They're winter squash still. Jalapenos and bell peppers. Uh, and They've got some a few pop up. Uh, there. That sounds uh, like a lot. Uh, so uh, our we, plant vendors have started
2: coming in. Oh, that's good. Yeah, well, I'm sure with uh, as hot as it's going to be tomorrow and the, the next day that uh, things warming up, and there'll be a lot of people out there today too. So
7: has some pretty uh, camellias that came in. there about knee high or a little better uh, in full. Sure all types are. of herbs. Uh, and, of course, we still have our uh, German bakers out here and our cookie people. And
2: have you sampled all of that this morning, Billy?
7: Um, no, but as soon as I can get off this radio, I may go <laughs> down there and, and you're hurt my
2: And as you're thinking about it, yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, they're, they're, you've got a craft fair coming up
7: next it, week. Next weekend.
2: Yeah. That's always a big deal.
7: And
3: bottles, Billy. I'll be out there next weekend.
7: Are you? Well, I'll, yep. I'll tell you what. I, I, I'll, I'll try not to dag. Don't get in your way. I think you about yeah, to
2: don't get me. in his way. I mean it now.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you can come by late Thursday afternoon when I'm unloading the trailer. Hey! oh, good look, idea.
7: Maybe he'll buy you a cookie, Billy. Man, I'm like a bull in a china shop. <laughs> Girl don't want me around those pretty like, <laughs> bottles and all that he Oh,
2: that sounds <laughs> like an excuse to me. <laughs> Yeah. So um what about the uh, and and that's is that going to be going on Saturday and Sunday of next that's week? It's going to be going on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So make a make a note of that cra- spring craft fair at the farmers market. Uh the uh, market shops lots going on up there. I know there's some bread being baked and some coffee being made.
7: Yeah, breakfast. So, uh and it's been doing some of our vendors up there. The bakery has been doing some uh, uh, remodeling, moving things around. Got some new coolers in this week. Uh, Have a little more space to uh, be able to offer even more bread and pastries. Um, Got a lot of yard flags that springs right around the corner. They got fruits and veggies up there as well. Uh, up there, you can get oranges and lemons and stuff. Where you know, it's not grew here in North Carolina. A lot of people call after. Uh,
2: seen quite a bit of peanuts up there this past week, too. Good. So, um, you, you have some great restaurants, the market grill there. Uh, The uh, Farmer's Market Restaurant, you got the Seafood Restaurant, and you can eat in the Seafood Restaurant now, right?
7: You can. And Seafood uh, Restaurant's ours are uh, Sunday through Tuesday, 11 to 5, and then Wednesday through Saturday, 11 to 8.
2: Okay. And uh, the uh, Farmer's Market Restaurant, I'm sure a lot of people out there now.
7: Mm Mm-hmm. And they're, they're open 6 to 3, Monday through Saturday, and then 8 to 3 on Sunday. And, I, in fact, I ate over there a couple times this week.
2: So, well, I thought you were going to say this morning ate a couple of times. <laughs> no, you can't eat up there two
7: times in one day. You're going <laughs> no, to be too
2: full no I certainly can. I, 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 that, if I eat there, that's my meal of the day.
7: Yeah. So I think I had to unbutton that top button on my bibs this morning. Oh, no, you're still wearing week. a bib. Yeah, I got my bibs on today. Bib
3: overalls. That's more information than we need to know, Billy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't Listen. Billy, I don't need to know your problems. I've got all kinds of problems. We don't have time
7: for all my problems.
2: So, uh, uh, the, uh, you can buy some sod out of Super Sod if you want to.
7: You can. Uh, yeah. And then if you're don't, if you're lazy like me and you don't want to cut your grass, and, you can just go buy that little lawnmower and it cuts it for you over there.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. That would be fun. <clears throat> uh, I got so many, uh, <laughs> I think... I think if I bought one of those things, it would it would disintegrate right before It starts smoking and disintegrate, because I got so many trees and shrubs and very little grass. It would it would uh, run into a lot of things or, or get, that get over in cake. So I probably shouldn't buy one of those. And uh, of course, uh, market imports is there.
7: A lot and of they have some have unusual have things. Fire
2: Statues of Ronnie Best. Yeah. You can buy a statue of Ronnie Best there and Monica Wood.
7: Yeah, and uh, one day if I live long enough, maybe maybe, I can get me a little statue. That's right. That's right.
2: Well, Billy, uh, you all have a great weekend, and maybe we'll see you out there today sometime or at least next week for the craft fair.
7: Come on, get your hot dog and walk around, get your lemonade, make a date. There There you go. You,
4: you didn't say Rufus dog, and you gotta get Rufus. Yeah, yeah Rufus yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: that's. Uh, I think that's in the contract.
4: Let's don't go ahead and just say hot dog. with the Rufus dog. Yeah, yeah. and it's that's greatly, cool. greatly uh, getting down now to where it's it's uh, it's more of. Uh, let's put it this way: they've they've put the real touches on it where it's it's a good red dog now, and uh, it, it's. I hate to say this, it's better than it was a year ago. It, it's it's a great hot dog So they, they
2: just keep improving and improving yes, they on an already good product. Huh, and they've got bad. a lot
4: of other good things to eat, too. That's that's an industrious family.
2: Yeah, they are hard-working family. And uh, those, um, yeah, if you went to work for them, Billy, you'd have to work.
7: <laughs> oh, I ain't going to work over there today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they they'd have the, you I, hopping. I don't, I don't know out of it, it look like a rice cake those pops yeah those things are yeah. good even uh-huh. and my granddaughter loves them and she don't eat anything
2: yeah well that's great
7: and they're healthy so that's great always a win
2: billy thank you very much you have a nice day
7: uh y'all too y'all come see us all
2: right that's all right. billy howell out of the state farmers market and gerald when you when you're out there selling those bottles you're gonna have to deal with billy
3: i'll try to keep him straight now all right. but that's a challenge all right
2: uh 919 seven eight3 we're at Logan's all kinds of things going on at Logan's y'all have y'all have a lot to choose. Rufus was just looking at the shoes over there I have a pair and I've had them for years and they are they work uh they're kind of a clog I don't know, I guess you caught well I don't know they they fit all around but I, they're sort of a a clog type shoe for for men and women uh the ones for women
5: are very colorful The same maker. They are, yep. <clears throat> they uh, The ladies tend to like more variety of color with the shoes, and the guys <clears throat> tend to enjoy um, more muted tones, but that's not always the case. I know Rufus comes in with his pink glasses yeah. sometimes. That's right. They're very muted and, today. And they, they're uh, very stately. They, they <laughs>
4: And uh, the, I, I have my clogs are camouflage. I have literally worn them to the office on several occasions.
2: So if you're trying to hide from Linda, you wear those camouflage that, and
4: absolutely they are they're just <laughs> tremendous if you try to walk on your hands.
2: There you go. But they work they really work well in, in the garden. They you don't do. have to worry about messing them
5: up. They're they're extremely popular. Uh, Rufus was mentioning how they're the most comfortable shoes he's he's worn. Uh, and they are easy to get cleaned up. Uh, so that, that's why they're used as a gardening shoe because you can uh, get out and about they're, they're waterproof and protect your feet but when they do get muddy they're easy to clean up um, so uh, you know if you are an active person I mean people wear these who are not necessarily gardeners oh, I've absolutely. Seen nurses and, and folks who are on their feet a lot Right. wear them because they are quite a comfortable shoe so those are garden clogs uh, that we have here at Logan's and they're right beside our wide array of gloves and knee pads. We've got watering cans and every every kind of functional item you might need for your your garden here as well as all the pretty plants and seeds. We've got one of the largest selections of, of uh, vegetable, herb, and flower seeds in this part of the country. Uh, over a thousand varieties to choose from, many of those being heirloom, uh, organic and non-GMO. Uh, We've got all of our seeds arranged by alpha, in alphabetical order, which is kind of a unique thing we do here yeah. at Logan's to help folks locate what they're looking for. Um, but if you need help locating what you're looking for, we also pride ourselves on having uh, an abundance of friendly, knowledgeable staff here. You and do have that. So you we'd really love to help do. you uh, on the air today with your gardening needs um, or here in the store. So stop by.
2: Now, uh, when we come back, I want to uh, ask you and Gerald about some of the things we need to be doing and that we can start doing in the landscape, maybe give us some chores. Uh, here at the WPTF Weekend Gardener, we are at uh, Logan Trading Company, as I've always known it. Most, a lot of people know you as
5: Logan's. Give us the address, Josh. Sure. Come on down and see us. We're at 707-Cmart Drive. That's spelled S-E-M-A-R-T drive uh we're in raleigh 27604 you can find us online at logan trd that's short for trading logan trd.com and uh we're right off of capitol boulevard here in downtown raleigh come see us yeah we'll be back
2: more of the weekend gardeners straight ahead it's nine forty eight. Mm-hmm. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener, and since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard, a WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF, uh, Mike Rayley here. I don't know if uh, Paul is uh, still with us, Paul in Wake Forest, uh, are you still with
7: us, Paul? Still here.
2: Uh, oh, thank you so much for your I patience, my to friend. i my
7: arm man, holding my <laughs> phone up, but yes. <laughs> well,
2: we'll send somebody over there to help you. I uh, hold it up, but uh, well, how can we help you, you buddy?
7: Uh, I've listened for a minute since 1960, and when I first came to Raleigh, and uh, I just love Saturday mornings listening to you. all.
2: And you enjoyed John Harris too, I bet.
7: Um, oh, of course so. I did. Yeah, um,
2: they didn't give him enough Logans, time. I don't know the why Logans they only gave used, him 15
7: minutes. The Logans used to be neighbors of mine 40 years ago.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wake Forest is an old stomping grounds for some of you
7: folks.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. I've got uh, an aunt that still lives there. Yeah.
7: Uh, container gardens. I don't have an acre of tomatoes and other stuff anymore, but I'm gonna have uh, some containers. What Good. should I mix it with besides a little black cow?
3: Uh, Paul, you want something that drains particularly well. Mo- most oh, yeah, any of that. Yeah. Uh, most any of your garden soils. I mean, Logan sells a bunch of different varieties here. Will work just fine uh, for you. I, I don't I can't say that there's any one better than an, uh, another, and that the container you're putting it in has got multiple holes to drain from. Because the yeah. only thing that can mess up that for you is if that stops up and stops draining. And then mm-hmm. this this bad result comes from that.
7: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, should I put any black cow, anything else in it, or just the potting soil?
3: I think if you get a, a good quality potting soil, that would be sufficient by itself. Now, you are going. The one thing you will discover growing into containers, besides they have to be watered more frequently, I think they require a little more frequent fertilizing because often that fertilizer's going out the drain hole before the plant can take it up. So as I've been growing them for a number of years in containers now, I do fertilize more frequently the ones in containers than the ones I have planted in the ground or raised bed. Yeah.
7: Sounds great. Thank you, and, you, and you, I'm, I'm going go, go, to listen until 11.
3: And Paul, I'm going to figure out how to get some plants to you. I got a few varieties that will do great in those containers. Uh, that I'm going to give for you to try out so you can come back and tell how you like them or not.
7: I would love to.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, uh, well thank you so much for uh, for joining us this morning, my friend.
7: Oh, yeah. I listen every Saturday.
2: I know you do, and I appreciate it so much.
7: Okay. Hey, thank you. Gerald will get up here to wake for us I don't drive it. I'm,
3: I, I'm gonna figure it out I, I'm a friend with you on Facebook Paul and I'll figure oh, out some way I to, know to, we to, are, yeah. to to get them I'll figure out some way to get them to you
7: Sounds good friend thank you
5: thank you very much appreciate it Paul Gerald I've got a question about how you fertilize your tomatoes are you do you use a slow release in the soil and then <clears throat> do some uh, liquid Fertilizing. In addition to that, how do you I prefer to fertilize.
3: I am a. I don't do any granular or slow release. For I do all liquid fertilizing because I'm a now 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 now. Pop it to me now, uh, and I use a combination of things. One of the big from people I see that are above average gardeners that generally speaking are very successful and all they do in the gardening but are not as successful with tomato growing, one of the most common things I see is they don't fertilize enough. They think they can plant it in good, rich soil and that'll be enough to get them through the season, or they plant it in good soil and fertilize one time. But to grow a plant six or seven foot tall that can produce hundreds of fruit, uh, it takes food uh, to do that and most people do not fertilize enough. They've heard that tale about too much nitrogen, and you'll have all plant, no blooms, and no fruit. There's some truth to that, but you got to get the plant up to some size and right. producing fruit before that becomes a concern.
5: I, I agree, yeah. and we always tell folks that tomatoes are are heavy feeders. That's that's why I was wondering about the granular, because what we, what we often recommend is that people use the uh, Espoma Tomato Tone. Right. Uh, fertilizer because it is a naturally slow-releasing fertilizer, but then they they supplement that. Um, uh, you know, if, at first you'll you'll use something that has more nitrogen, but as the plant gets to to size, you you switch over to a liquid feed with something that's more phosphorus.
3: I use 20-20-20 uh, water-soluble fertilizer early on, especially. Miracle Grow makes a tomato fertilizer that has a much higher. Uh, nitrogen level than most of their other products, that that's would be acceptable uh, to the 20, And then I use Epsom salt uh, a lot, uh, a tablespoon to a gallon of water. Uh, and that uh, is really uh, probably the secret sauce, I think, as Tom said earlier this day that, uh, and, and I fertilize them a lot the first eight weeks.
2: We've got uh, Mike in Hillsboro with us. Mike, good morning. you on WPTF. Mike in Hillsboro. Mike in Hillsborough. Yes. Come on down.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hello, Mike. All right. We don't have Mike. Um, lost. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. There we go. Hey, Mike. How are you?
0: I'm good. Um, I have a comment and a question.
2: All right. We've got about three um, minutes.
0: My, my, my comment is to Rufus uh, about Mike Raley. We are so thankful that he's not one of our distinguished uh, judges, North Carolina judges, because he would have no mercy on defendants, like from am talking to that lady with that crepe myrtle tree with the big trunk.
2: I yeah, mean. I would I would definitely uh, he would, he, I would I would definitely be biased.
4: He would be ruled off the bench immediately for prejudice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he would. He would be categorized as a hanging judge.
2: <laughs> but not as much as Tony Avent.
0: Yeah, Tony Avent would exactly hang right. and shoot. <laughs> My question is to Josh and Gerald. I'm done with roses. Uh-oh. I've spent a fortune over the last 30 years on roses. I would like to take them out and put another plant in their place.
3: That Peonies come to a lot of
0: Spraying, fertilizing, picking, pruning, cutting. What would be a good alternative?
3: Well, for the early part of summer, peonies come to mind. Now they're not going to bloom the entire summer like you you can get out of most roses, and but, they
2: can be picky too.
3: Uh, but it's but not so bad if yeah. you if you got enough sun and you don't put too much mulch on top of them. It's, it's some minor maintenance involved with them, but it's a spectacular bloom. It's one of the few things I think where the bloom can compete uh with roses dahlias come to mind as well for something that's going to bloom later uh you know so that kind of is a good companion for the peonies to peonies will bloom much earlier then you'll have the dahlias a lot of spectacular dahlia blooms
5: josh uh, what do you all got here that might satisfy him well we've got both peonies and dahlias here uh now if you want to come down and grab some of those I uh the flowers aren't quite as large as peonies or dahlias but i'm a big fan of uh The uh, echinacea for the later part of the year. So maybe you plant some peonies or dahlias for the early part of the summer. And echinacea um, or uh, rudbeckia for the latter part of the year once it starts to get hot because those are just fantastic, colorful plants. Pollinator-friendly, and uh, they produce color over an extended period during the uh, late July through September time frame. Yeah, we've got about 15 seconds. And, Mike,
2: I've got a... uh, rose call tequila sunrise that I don't have to do anything to except maybe a little uh, couple little applications of uh, the the bear three and one during the summer and it gives me no problems and blooms it doesn't have a lot of fragrance but beautiful blooms and uh, Mike hold on we'll be back and uh, talk to you a little more after the news here on WPTF